Chapter fifteen of Clogshop Chronicles by John Ackworth. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. The Zeal of Thine House. Two. To be or not to be. The new super, whose attack on the Beckside Chapel has been recorded, was too wise a man to push his plans in the face of such determined opposition, and consequently abandoned the whole project and it is only consistent with the nature of things that when the minister had finally given up the idea those who had so resolutely resisted began to see something in it jabe had poured scorn on the suggestion that the pews were not altogether what they ought to be but somehow they never either looked or felt quite as cosy afterwards and he caught himself very nearly admitting that they were deep and stiff-backed long ben who'd been so proud of the work of the painting and decorating committee which fettled up the chapel for jimmy juddy's wedding presently became troubled with inward doubts as to whether the result justified the effort and sam speck had to be severely reproved for expressing the treasonable wish that the chapel didn't look quite so much like the mill-engine house in proportion however as these doubts took root in their minds each became more and more demonstrative in repelling attacks on the old building and more and more emphatic in praising its many excellences at the same time each man was conscious of an uneasy suspicion of the loyalty of his friends in the matter to have heard the conversation as they stood outside and watched silas lock up on sunday evening you would have thought that their admiration of the edifice was higher than ever for whilst before the super's ill-starred proposal the chapel came in for occasional commendation or defence just as circumstances required now they scarcely ever passed a sunday night but on their way to the clog shop parlour or home some one of the officials would be sure to turn round just where he could get a last glimpse of the building and say there isn't a comfortabler little chapel for twenty mile round all the same a slow progress of disintegration was going on in the minds of these authorities a process of which this excessive admiration was but too certain a sign the fact was the becksiders had a great respect for the superintendent minister whoever he might be and the present one the new chapel suggestion apart was so popular with them all that unconsciously they had been deeply impressed by his opinion the way also in which he had borne himself when opposed and the good sense he had displayed in not resenting opposition commended him strongly to their judgments and one or two of them had gone so far as to secretly regret the part they had played in his recent defeat not that any one ever spoke of the matter the super regarded the question as closed and apparently the officials did the same but they were all nervously afraid of someone suddenly springing the question upon them again and thus compelling them to avow their modified views the lesser lights were particularly uncertain about jabe judged by his utterances there wasn't the slightest chance of a new chapel whilst he lived for they were not quite sure some of them that his loud protestations were not a trifle overdone and they were strengthened in their suspicions by the cloggers very apparent admiration of the super these feelings were deepened by the fact that jabe announced to them one evening that the super had been an architect before he entered the ministry and had built at least a score of places of worship in the course of his public life evidently jabe and the preacher had been talking of chapel building one sunday night a stray remark by that rash young man dr walmsley gave long ben a long look for opportunity 
and five men stopped in the middle of long pulls at their pipes and held their breaths as ben alluded for the first time openly to the forbidden subject in the presence of the minister but the super knew his men by this time and did not rise to the bait and every listening smoker breathed a sigh of relief when he had gone and the company had settled down to the regular sunday evening topic and lige had finished a highly flattering criticism of the sermon jabe once more brought all talk to a standstill for tilting back in his chair and balancing it on its back legs in sublime indifference to the subject under discussion he said apparently to a half-consumed ham hanging on the joist near the door if ever we do have a new chapel i beckside yon's the mon as i should like to build it there was a long silence not a word was said in reply and when the conversation was resumed it was on the old topic of the evening sermon all the same every man went away that night with the feeling that the new chapel was now at any rate a possibility next week was the circuit quarterly meeting and as usual jabe long ben nathan and sam attended as the representatives of beckside just before the meeting closed the super with a palpably gratified air announced that a very interesting communication was about to be made to the meeting and called upon brother ramsden of clough end this gentleman who was to clough end what jabe was to beckside and who had been for him unusually quiet all evening with a look of immense importance rose at the call of the chairman and after justifying his reputation for jocularity by a number of more or less appropriate witticisms formally asked the permission of the meeting to build a new chapel at clough end an o whoop he concluded as it'll stir our beckside friends up to get out o yondow barn o theirs all eyes were at once turned towards the clogger and his friends but jabe closed his mouth very tightly pursed his lips and looked across the room into vacancy and the others feeling as sam speck afterwards admitted as if cowed waiter were running down me back shot glances of quick inquiry at jabe and imitated his look of stern gravity as if in rebuke of the frivolity of the speech to which they had just listened the clough enders who had to pass through beckside on their way home got into the coach with the clogger and his friends and were of course full of their new scheme soon they drew long ben as a practical man into the discussion of a draft plan of the proposed structure which they had brought with them this was too much for sam and nathan whose curiosity proved stronger than their dignity but jabe with folded arms sat bolt upright in the far corner of the vehicle not deigning to notice the plans or show the slightest interest in the conversation there was always a full attendance round the clog shop fire on the evening of the quarterly meeting and on this occasion every possible seat was occupied jimmy juddy sniggy parkin the doctor and even retiring ned royle being there to hear the news the air with which the clogger walked through the shop into the parlour to change his sunday coat announced more plainly than words that there was something unusual to tell and the company present was preparing itself for a feast of succulent intelligence and discussion when sam speck who had stayed behind to say good night to the clough enders suddenly burst into the shop and spoilt all by blurting out in excited eagerness chaps the clough enders is going to have a new chapel instead of the sensation he expected sam received a decided snub the news he brought was unwelcome but his manner of serving it up was inexcusable 
matters of this kind were not to be flung at them as if they were mere items of ordinary gossip and so instead of looking at each other in amazement as sam had expected they carefully avoided catching each other's eyes and sat looking into the fire with a decidedly non-committal look on their faces at this moment jabe reappeared and everybody felt that now the subject would receive becoming treatment but first the clogger held a consultation with his apprentice on some matter of business and the company was divided between impatience to hear his story and admiration of his artistic sang-froid then he sauntered idly to his seat by the fire and commenced to charge his pipe attempting as he did so to start a discussion on the probable age of the vehicle in which he had just travelled but nobody assisted him though all admired his magnificent self-possession the pipe duly lighted he at length commenced his regular description of the events of the day but he was most aggravatingly deliberate not a detail was omitted though he must have seen with what impatience his needless elaboration was received then he diverged into a discussion with sam speck as to whether the average contribution per member from brogdon had been one shilling fourpence halfpenny or one shilling fivepence halfpenny and when the latter figure was eventually accepted he branched off for the special edification of sniggy into an exhaustive description of the financial system of averages which obtained in the circuit the company listened with growing but carefully concealed impatience to this digression marvelling uncharitably at sniggy's lack of comprehension and all looked relieved and hopeful when with a long drawn well jay prepared to resume the main current of his story but just at that moment his pipe went out and every man in the company watched with painful interest as after trying three matches he finally discovered that the fuel was exhausted and proceeded with exasperating deliberateness to refill and relight it as a rule the members of the club were proud of the prodigious memory of their chief but for once they could have wished it had been a little less tenacious and precise for the speeches of the officials seemed long and tedious affairs indeed as jabe reported them at last however the statement for which every one was waiting with a burning impatience could no longer be withheld and so propping himself against the shoulder of the ingle-nook and drawing it out as if it were a hardship to have to give such an utterly unimportant detail he said and then hallelujah tommy says summat about a new chapel at clough end but i ne'er tax mitch ee to what that gormless says but nobody was deceived by this painful pretence of indifference and in a moment or two sam set every tongue wagging and got rid himself of much pent-up excitement by crying ay and it's to have churchified windows and a pinnacle soon the discussion waxed hot the interest being intensified by the fact that though they were only discussing the clough end chapel a far more important question was felt to be in the background by long-established custom the club sat an hour longer than usual on quarterly meeting nights but though it was late when they began to separate long ben often one of the first to leave lingered behind and when he and the clogger were alone and had sat for some minutes silently looking at the dying chip embers in the fire he turned to jabe and said with an anxious sigh oh fear it we'st had to give in lad and the sigh which accompanied the clogger's reluctant ay was longer drawn and deeper than ben's it was customary in the week of the quarterly meeting to hold a united fellowship meeting instead of the ordinary classes and at such gatherings silas the chapel-keeper was generally a prominent figure 
but the night after the events just described silas was dumb and neither long pauses nor nods nor even nudges had any effect the dumb divil's getting out o some folk said jabe significantly as he ben and silas were passing along the side of the chapel homewards but silas only held his sharp sallow face a little higher and gazed sideways at the rising moon as they were turning the corner to the front of the chapel however jabe pulled up and whipping round at silas in the rear he demanded sternly what's up with thee up shouted silas a look of fierce aggressiveness springing into his face up he repeated and seizing his companions by the arms he pulled them back into the little graveyard and cried we're going to have a new chapel oh yeah well what if we are demanded jabe well if there's a new chapel there'll be a eh and silas's voice became tremulant there there'll be a new chapel keeper that's all the two leaders looked silas over slowly from head to foot with a mournfully curious look dunna mayther thysel lad said ben soothingly as he put his hand gently on silas's shoulder mayther mysel cried the chapel keeper almost in a scream and springing away from ben's touch oh tak goor this chapel for welly forty year and on the poorest mon among yo but i've ne'er tak'n the brass fard in a wages o'th time what have i done that for what have i lived i the little damp chapel house for all this time the leaders moved uncomfortably and had a guilty self-reproachful look dunna silas dunna lad said ben in a mournful coaxing tone dunna shouted the agitated apparitor and pointing to a grave close under the chapel wall he continued in high protesting tones sithee my old mother lies there and our kitty a little laban and yond pointing across towards the boundary wall yon lies my own bonny grace and her little un and he continued wheeling round here's thy feyther jabe as pooed me out the bet when o were drowned in and theer's owd juddy as pooed me out the horrible pit and the miry clay ay he went on standing up and wildly waving his hands around him they're all here and all live with em and they live wi me and when all feels lonesome and down in the mouth all comes out here and sits me down and sings all by mysel come let us jine our friends above that have obtained the prize and us ne'er leave em us ne'er leave em till i go and see em gradely and out of breath with his exertion and excitement the poor chapel-keeper sank back and propped himself against a gravestone by this time ben was in tears and jabe trying ineffectually to swallow something looked first at one grave silas had pointed out and then at another with a miserable convicted look on his face and certain strange twitches about his mouth we met poo it down and rebuild it thou knows suggested ben hesitatingly from behind his pocket-handkerchief ay for sure chimed in jabe poo it down cried silas in new agitation that's wuss nor aw sithy jabe aw show thee summat as thas ne'er seen afore or nobbut funny art mysel t'other day and taking jabe by the elbow he led him forward to where close to the ground in a dark corner all green and mouldy was a stone in the wall then he plucked a handful of grass and briskly rubbed the face of the stone and then striking a match and holding it near the stone 
he made Jabe kneel down and examine it, pointing as he did so to certain indistinct marks on the face of the stone. "'Can't I read it?' he queried eagerly, but Jabe did not answer. But, kneeling on the grass, he kept looking carefully at the scratches until they slowly formed themselves into a scrawling legend, evidently made by the point of some sharp instrument. Ebenezer John Longworth Jabe continued to scrutinise the inscription, which was very faint, and had evidently been hastily done, until Ben came and knelt at his side and assisted in the work of decipherment. "'It's right,' said Silas, when at length they rose to their feet. "'It's just like his writing in the burying book.' The three men stood looking down at the stone, and presently Silas resumed. "'Nah, that's it.' Thy feyther had nobbut be a lad when he put that in, just converted, I reckon, and thy talks a pooin' it down, does tha? Anne, throwing open a window as he spoke, yon's thou'd poop it, as Adam Clark preached in, and Sammy Bradburn. I reckon thou'll poo that down. And yon's the penitent form, communion rail, where thee and me and summat's up a boon, fan peace o' the great revival. Thou'll be pooin' that down, wilt ta? Well, you can do as you na mind, but tow book says, Thy servant shall take pleasure in her stones and favour the dust thereof, and aw do, aw do. And leaning his dark face against the old wall caressingly, as a child to its parent, he concluded, Aw love every stone in it, aye, and the very dust we treading on. Deeply moved by what they had heard, the two leaders somewhat hastily bade Silas good neat and as they were going down the brew, each turned round and took a long lingering look at the edifice they had just been discussing, sighing heavily the while. And that same week, without any spoken word having been used, but by such processes as were perfectly understood amongst them, it penetrated into the minds of the Beckside Methodists that whatever else was done, there would be no new chapel. End of chapter 15